What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. But remember, all of the upheaval and disruption of the last two years has left many asking, what does ministry look like now? The Ministry Now Conference will answer this question. On March 22nd through the 24th, experienced ministry leaders from all across the nation will gather at Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas to explore how churches can thrive in this ever-changing ministry context. Founded on an unyielding commitment to biblical truth, built by an expert practitioners, and designed to encourage and equip God's people in every area of ministry, this gathering will empower you to live your calling wherever you serve the Lord. And so join us in Fort Worth, Texas, March 22nd through the 24th, and you can reserve your tickets now at swibbits.edu forward slash now. Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman, let me just say that Disney World is crowded. There's a lot of people here. I don't really like it a whole lot, but my girls are having a great time. We're enjoying time in Florida, and it is good to see you, though separated by several, several miles. And uh, that's that's how God intended it. How are you doing, man? Man, I'm fantastic. And you know, last last week when we recorded, I was a little bummed about baseball. Um, so I'm making a prediction a, a little bit ahead of time here. I'm, I'm making a prediction that that we're going to get baseball back soon. And we'll see if this happens by the time that airs. The baseball is going to come back soon and all will be well. And the Rangers will win the World Series. And and it's going to be fantastic. So there you go. There's my there's my baseball prediction. Okay. So uh, one of those I can promise you is not going to happen. <laughs> uh, one of those I think will uh, because people need to eat. You know, and so there's going to be, you know, the baseball players eventually are going to be like, yeah, we, we got to play. Uh, but I don't think the Rangers are going to uh, yeah. go to the World Series. However, my favorite meme of all of this little negotiation stuff was the guy like rubbing his hands together uh, and, and just giddy because and then at the bottom it says L.A. Dodgers seeing there was going to be a shortened season. <laughs> and uh, so I, I love that. Maybe this is an opportunity for them to to repeat. So you know, on the day a couple of weeks ago that everything fell apart, um, somebody had posted earlier in the day that it felt like negotiations were rounding third base, and I think I posted on Twitter that sounds an awfully lot like um, the Rangers are one strike away, <laughs> and and turns out that was accurate. Yeah, it is so. accurate, and uh, I'm unable to say accurate. You also said awfully lot like. Um, An awfully lot like. Awful lot. Speaking of, our topic today (laughs) is being an encourager, being (laughs) a Barnabas. And uh, recently, I was invited to Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Our uh, sponsors here on the podcast, we're grateful for them and the work that they are doing and God is doing through them on Seminary Hill. We just shared at the front end about the ministry now uh, conference, but when I was there, I preached a passage from Acts. In Acts ten, we see that Christianity is is growing. The gospel is making its way to both Jews and Greeks, and then we find out this little bitty blurb that says Barnabas heads to Antioch. 
And then it ends with the, they were first called Christians at Antioch. And most people kind of dive into there. They, they talk about how now the gospel is going to Jews and Greeks, and we can pass over this great character right in the middle of the story, Barnabas. And, uh, and so we're going to talk about him today. And, and as a follow-up, of course, to our uh, talk a few weeks ago about Aaron and her, about being in people's corner and supporting and encouraging and lifting up our fellow pastors and friends and so forth, and also a follow-up to social media, because I think this ties in especially uh, with how we encourage and help our fellow pastors online, uh, because we, we need some encouragement. We are first introduced to Barnabas in Acts 4 as this so-called son of encouragement. And all we really find out about him there is that he, he sold some of his land. We don't know how much it was, but he sold it, gave it to the apostles. But yet this guy just keeps showing up. And it seems like he always shows up at just the right time in just the right way. And in Acts 9, the Jews are ready to kill Saul. He's able to escape. He makes his way to Jerusalem. He runs into the disciples who are <laughs> rather afraid of him, right? And, and rightfully so. It's Saul. And uh, Barnabas, however, steps in, like I said, at just the right time to tell them about Saul's conversion. And we all know the rest is history. Then he shows up here at the end of chapter 11 in Acts at the beginning of chapter 12, and is instrumental in the discipling of John Mark in chapter 15. Time and time again, this son of encouragement, Barnabas, shows up as an encourager. And uh, and I think this matters today because it only takes a few seconds online, as we talked about last week with our post on social media, to notice that we are not lacking in sons of discouragement, right? We have met our quota of discouraging people, guys who will use their keyboards and platforms to simply tear down and rip apart. They are a dime a dozen. What we need today, though, are more sons or daughters of encouragement, guys or gals like Barnabas, or as we talked about a few weeks ago, Aaron and her. And uh, so, Kyle, first of all, kind of tying this into social media, uh, why? Why do we need more encouragement? Why is that necessary? Yeah, well, we live in a in a day and age where there's so much discouragement around us, right? I mean, you, you turn on the news and and it seems like um, news organizations make their money by uh, bad news, right? Bad news gets the gets the clicks, um, and and it, I mean, everywhere you look, right? I mean, you go to the gas pump right now, and that's bad news. <laughs> that, that is discouraging. Um, you know, you look at, at the situation around the world, um, and you know, here, here over the last few weeks, we've seen the the situation in Ukraine. I mean, it's just there, there's so much discouragement in our world. And when it comes to social media, you can either, as we, as we talked about in some other areas, you can either throw gas on fires, or you can throw water on fires. Um, you can either be someone who is looking to add to conflict and strife, or you can be someone who's trying to, um, uh, you know, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, diffuse conflict. You can either encourage or you can discourage. And, you know, I, I think there's some people that are um, encouraging online. You know, your your pastor Bart is is obviously one of the most encouraging people oh, um, on oh, social no. media. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think of guys like, like, uh, uh, 
Patrick Watts is somebody in, in a group, Facebook group that we're both in that, I mean, he's just, he, to, to me, he's always an encouragement there. I mean, you have guys that'll post, um, think of HB Charles, like on Twitter, who just, you know, I mean, his, his standard post is the Lord be with you today. Right. And it's just kind of a, um, I mean, it's just a shot in the arm of, of encouragement in the morning. Um, uh, you know, I think of, uh, um, Art Rayner who will, who will regularly post, um, Jesus is risen and that changes everything about today right? Every day just puts it into perspective. And so you can, you can either encourage people, you can build people up and, and be in, in, if it makes sense, a good distraction from the bad news and, and the fights that are out there, or you can, uh, you know, just choose to kind of pile on, um, and, and add fuel to the, any number of fires that are happening (laughs) on social media and in our world right now. Yeah. And, and I think there's kind of, Two areas, and this is where we come into to Barnabas, or, or he comes into play, specifically in Acts 11, uh, that speaks to this, is there's those that are tearing people down. Of course, that's going to be discouraging, either if you just see it, it's a friend that they're tearing down or something like that, or it's just, it's just heavy, whatever it is. And then the other side, and this is where it's tempting too, is when we see God just blessing a pastor maybe up the road or we see them online and, you know, is having baptism after baptism after baptism. And yet you have pleaded and pleaded and pleaded with folks to respond to the gospel call and nobody is coming forward. And you're like, why? You know, and so it's, it's tempting to be discouraging. However, when Barnabas shows up here and he sees the, the Greeks and the Jews are getting saved. And, and it's important to remember that this isn't a natural response, right? He, he is a Jew. He is a Levite. He's seeing the gospel now penetrate into people unlike him, people that he may be or may have been predisposed not to like. And yet we find out that he is glad. Not only is he glad, he is rejoicing and, and, and is encouraging it to continue. And so I, I shared in this sermon that that needs to be our response when God is blessing that church up the road. Maybe the church that might be a little bit different than us or do things that maybe we, we're not the biggest fans of, you know, maybe their style of worship, or maybe if they, you know, have multiple campuses all over that just, you know, pipe in the, the pastor at the main campus, all, all the different things that we might could disagree, but we see that God is blessing and moving. We need to rejoice and we need to be glad in what God is doing because people are being saved. And so we need to kind of put ourselves in Barnabas's shoes here and realize that he is coming onto a scene that he could have very easily been like, no, this isn't good guys. Like, no, 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 no. And go back to Jerusalem and tell them and, and then them shut it down. Right. But instead he shows up, he sees God moving through Greeks and the Jews and he's excited. He's rejoicing in all of that kind of stuff. And so in my sermon, I asked a few kind of probing questions. Do we rejoice in the successes and the blessings of others, even those you may not quite like? Uh, And I said that few circumstances give us a better opportunity to exhibit God's grace than rejoicing over someone else's wins. And, uh, And so, Kyle, why is that maybe hard for us? And But why is it necessary? Yeah, I think it can be hard because of this um, kind of natural feeling of competition that, that pastors are certainly not immune from. Right. So, um, you know, you see somebody 
who's posting about the baptisms that they had. And, and rather than rejoicing, you can think, um, well, man, either, you know, you start to feel jealous or especially if it's in your own community, you start thinking, well, man, they've, you know, why, why are we here? <laughs> um, but, but in reality, I mean, we're about the kingdom of God, right? And so um, someone else's success uh, in no way diminishes your own value, right? And so, I mean, I think the call is for you to continue to be faithful and, and to rejoice that, you know, if it's baptisms, rejoice that brothers and sisters are coming to faith in Christ and pray that they'll be discipled well and grow in that. And then, um, you know, maybe use that as an encouragement to your people that that this is happening, right? If it's in your community, listen, this is what's happening in our community. We want to not only rejoice with them, but we want to pray that the Lord would would do something like that here. But I will say, so so going back to what we talked about last week on social media, uh, there is also a thing as a humble brag, right? That that is the opposite of being a Barnabas. They can be very discouraging. Um, you know, and I, I'll, I'll just throw that out, this out as an example, you know, around Christmas time, a lot of folks will post their Lottie moon numbers, right. Which is, it was incredible to see how, what God was doing. But in some cases you got this like, Oh, our church set a goal of $50 and we just brought in 15,000. The Lord is so good. Right. Yes, that's true. But like there, there is a sense in which you could, move from being a look at what God has done to really turning it into look at how awesome we are and and what we did. Right. And that becomes the opposite, maybe even of what you've intended to do. And so I would say, you know, yes, we want to be encouraging. It is, it is wonderful to share those experiences about what God has done and to invite others to celebrate and to encourage. But, but I'd say you want to be very careful about the way in which you do that so that you don't have the opposite effect and actually um, break someone else's spirit because um, they've been laboring and praying for years to see what what God's doing in your place, and it's just not happening. As we begin to to close, one of the easy ways I think to to kind of put this into practice is Sunday. Uh, and I, I said this, you know, a few weeks ago, I think on on Twitter, that hey, when you get done, go home. You know, maybe during y'all's lunch or after lunch, before your nap, whatever it is, tune in to another pastor's sermon. Find something maybe specific in there that he did well, that he said well, maybe a one-liner or an application or an illustration, something that he did well, and just share it. Maybe with a link to that that sermon or just a message, a text message, a call, whatever. Hey, you know, Kyle, when you said blank. It really, it really hit home for me. And I think you handled the text well, uh, because we all as pastors, you know, we preach a sermon, we get up and, and somebody after the service, great sermon, pastor, all that kind of stuff. That's always great. We, we're not opposed to that. And, and we're not in this for applause or any of those kinds of things. But sometimes we get in and we might even think that, man, that was a, that was a dud. Uh, you know, or, or something like that. But but having somebody that can still cheer us on and say, hey, it might not have been your best. Uh, but when you said this, you really nailed it. And and I just want to affirm you and, and tell you I appreciate the work you're doing. And I'm praying for you as you prepare for next week. And, and then move on. Take your nap. And it's a simple way. And now with COVID, all of that kind of stuff. Every, almost everybody's in live stream mode and, and all of those things. It's up there now for almost every church that you can find somebody, maybe that you don't know very well, uh, that you can chime in and say, hey, when you said whatever uh, it was that you liked in a sermon, 
I really appreciated it. And, uh, and I thought you handled that well, because many of our pastors, we're weary. You know, the pandemic does drag on. It's, it's going down. It seems like we, we kind of always wonder, is there another, uh, what, whatever you call those things, another variant coming out and, and whatnot. But we're all tired of the mudslinging that comes far too easy for so many people. And so we have more than enough discouragement to go around. Uh, but before the sun goes down today and before maybe you wrap up your day on Sunday, look for a time that you can specifically encourage somebody and, uh, and lift them up. And so, Kyle, why don't you send us out if you don't have any other thoughts? Yeah, no, I think, you, I think you've framed it well. So until next time, be an encouragement to someone today, maybe through a text, through a, a social media post, um, some way, reach out to someone and encourage them. And until next week, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people? <laughs>